Hello, and welcome to Learning for Life at Gustavus, the podcast about people teaching and learning at Gustavus Adolphus College and the myriad ways that Gustavus liberal arts education provides a lasting foundation for lives of fulfillment and purpose. I'm your host, Greg Castor, faculty member in the Department of History. Quote, how do you treat others in your community? What acts of compassion do you do? These were among the questions explored at Gustavus Town Hall Conversation on Compassion held this past November 2022. The conversation was initiated and led by my guest today, Gustavus student Kate Dario. Kate is a junior majoring in Communication Studies and minoring in Art Administration and Theater Design and Technology. In addition to the Compassion Initiative, she is extensively involved in diversity, equity, and inclusion work on campus, including serving on the Diversity Leadership Council and organizing the Council's D-Ball last spring. Kate's personal story is somewhat atypical for Gustavus students, encompassing her birth in India, adoption at age three, and growing up in St. Paul with a single mom. Along with other adoptees at the college, she is active in the Campus Adoption Recognition Community, or ARC, organization formed two years ago in January 2021. In short, Kate is an interesting young person, fully engaged liberal arts student with a deep commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and community, and I'm delighted she could join me to talk about her personal journey and experiences at Gustavus, including her experiences as a student of color. So Kate, welcome to the podcast. It's really great to have you on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And I know we um, we haven't met in person. This is often the case with people I'm podcasting with, current students and alums. But it sounds like we're going to meet at an admission event uh, in a couple of days, which will be great to meet in, meet in person. Um, we're recording on, what is today, January 19th. It's kind of, it's wintry here. Um, did you get much snow in St. Paul? We didn't get much snow here. Contrary to what I think they were so. Predicting. I feel like there's about like an inch or something. Maybe I don't know. I try not to go. Yeah, outside maybe that's snows. what we got. I, yeah. All right. It's winter. It's Minnesota. Um, anyway, it's really great. I really appreciate you joining me and and look forward to this conversation. Um, I'm just curious as a historian. I've been t- trying to ask all students what what it was like for you. Uh, amid amid the worst of COVID, I mean, it's not over yet. We hope we hope the worst is behind us. But were you affected by that while you were at Gustavus, or was that just while you were in high school? Um, definitely while I was in high school because I was a senior, so that was really that was fun. That was definitely fun. It was something. Um, I was ready to go back, and I was so thankful that the college had allowed us students to be on campus for like the first month and like. For the first semester, then we went home for like Thanksgiving and I was so grateful because I just like wanted to get away, try something new, kind of like see what it's like on my own. And yeah. yeah. So, so your, se- your senior year in high school, was it online? Yes. Yeah, so I came back from a trip from New York and then we spent like a few months like in that next like trimester because we did trimesters. And then they're like, oh, just pack up everything just in case if we have to be at home and you're kind of just there. and. So we did that and like we were online and it was really interesting and I'm glad I'm not an online school type of person. Like I like to <laughs> no. be in the classroom yeah, and like same here. raising my hand and asking questions and like you kind of lose a lot of that with the pandemic and especially like Agreed. wearing a mask. Like people don't say hi or like smile at you anymore. So it's like kind of weird, but yeah. 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 And I know that relates to your compassion initiative, which we can talk about in a bit. Ah. Yeah. I, I couldn't wait to get back. I'm trying to think I was, 
guess I was on I was online for at least one semester, maybe two, no, maybe two semesters. Anyway, um, it's good to it's good to be back. Yeah, um, this is so you your third you're in your third year, right? Junior, yes, at yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. I'm always interested in people's backgrounds and how they uh, got to be at Gustavus. And I, as I mentioned, you have an interesting, you know, somewhat unusual background at, uh, for, for Gustavus or from anywhere, really. But tell us a little bit about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was actually born in India and then I was adopted by age three by a single what, what part mom. of India? Do you, what part of India um, were you born? The Maharashtra area. So kind of by over by like Pune and like Mumbai okay. a little bit. Okay, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're and, good. <laughs> uh, and then you were adopted adopted at age three. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then I like I just remember like my mom always tells stories about me coming home from the airport, and it was like my aunt and my uncle and like my grandma and my grandpa and like my cousin who was so excited to have like a cousin then in the family. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, That's so sweet. I, it was. Was your was your mom was your mom single at the time? Single mom yeah. at the time. So she, she like yeah. never got married and she she just always wanted to be a mom and she was like adoption was the way for her and it took a long process for her, I think. Um she doesn't really talk about it a lot, but that's okay. Um but yeah, so I grew up in St. Paul, attended private Catholic schools all my life. Oh, really? What what part what part of St. Paul? Um, I am right by like St. Kate's and I would would say St. Kate's because no one knows where I am apparently. Um, (laughs) but I grew up like right next to the nook and like Creighton Durham hall where I went to high school. Um, yeah. yeah. St. Paul's a great town. So it's, did your mom adopt other kids as well? No, I'm a single, um, only child and everyone is just like so surprised because I'm like, so like more relaxed and like down to earth, especially when like they first meet me. (laughs) And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh, so you mean you don't fit the stereotype of the single? Yeah, I'm very <laughs> not much yeah. the single child, like only child. Yeah. And it's just like, I do get a lot more opportunities since it's just my mom and I. So like we get to travel yeah. a lot more. And so that's Yeah, great. that's neat. So, um, I, and I wanted to ask you, I pronou- do you pronounce your last name Dario or Dario? Um, so I say Dario, like Dario, Dario okay. in the at an O, but half of yeah. my family says Dario and the other half says Dario. So I'm not going to correct you. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'll say Dario from now on though. So tell us a little bit about that, that background is that is it's, it sounds, uh, you know, Hispanic. Am I right? Um, I think it's Italian because my grandpa okay. is like full on Italian and my grandma is Polish. So oh, like, wow. Their parents, I think, I have no idea, really. Um, I know, like, my grandpa's parents, like, their great parents immigrated. So, like, my great-great-grandparents. Um, and they dropped okay. the Dario. So, now it's just Dario. Got it. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. It's a great, great mix. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been, my, I should stipulate that in our family, um, there are, uh, my wife and I don't have kids, but, but. Uh, siblings, we have, there are uh, two adoptees. Um, oh, one of them cool. is going to get married soon. We're going to be going to that wedding. We're excited. Yeah. Um, so some some familiarity. I mean, at, at, at a distance with with all that. But have you have you been able? Were you interested in? Did you connect with your birth um, parents or not? Um, so especially with India, there's like a closed adoption, and especially like before, like 2010, I think. There basically is just like a protective law for like mothers. So they basically could hide themselves. And I was like, okay, 
So I think if I did want to make a search or initiate anything, it would not be a very fun search or just be going towards like dead ends a lot. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Have you, have you gone to India or been to, I've never been. Not since. So my grandma and Not my since. mom came to pick me up and take me home and okay, yeah. Wow. Um, when you, and when you say your grandma and your mom, you mean your, your, um, current mom, right? Yes. My adoptive mother yeah. and my adoptive grandma. And, yeah. and is, would that be her mom, her, your grandmother, yep. her mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, so you grew up in St. Paul, you went to a Catholic, uh, school. So was your mom really an observant Catholic or was that just the school you went to? We, okay. So my grandparents are very Catholic and uh -huh. they're a little bit lax, like relaxed now, but like <laughs> we always went to church kind of just growing up. And then it was like at that point where like, I was just like, oh, I don't want to. Cause like I go to church every other week at school. So like, why do I have to go? <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, like we'll just be like Christmas and Easter only. Like it'll be okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, I've learned that like to be a good Catholic, like you don't have to go to church every week. Like if God really no. loves you, like he's not going to make you do that. Right. So. I mean, to be a good person, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I agree. So. Uh, you're reminding me when we were, I was, I was, um, I went to, I, I was baptized supposedly in the Greek Orthodox church because my dad was a uh, Greek American, but mostly went to an Episcopal church in suburban Chicago. But once in a while, my dad would announce, you know, it's a, we're taking a flyer today. We're not going to, <laughs> not going to church. And I was like, yeah, yes. like, like missing school or something. Oh my gosh, and I was an altar feeling. boy the whole bit. Yeah. It's interesting too. I, I don't know the numbers, but there are a number of, um, you know, Catholic students at Gustavus or students who were, uh, you know, come from Catholic families, whether the students are practicing Catholics or not. So um, that's just kind of, you know, some people think oh, only only Lutherans go oh, to no. Gustavus. Not 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 true. Um, so that's interesting. So what, what did your mom do? Was she did she have a career when you were growing up? Yep, um, she works for the IRS, and she's just been like working there ever since her dad actually wow. worked at the IRS and yeah so wow which is under attack by the um, yep. <laughs> well by the Republican Party primarily yeah I want to almost sounds like I want to defund it um, which will be interesting if a government can't collect money wow my dad I think my dad may have worked for the IRS briefly at least he used to oh, he used yeah. to say that I have to verify that <laughs> so what 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 were your interests as you were growing up what were you interested in um, so in high school, I was very involved and like a dedicated student. Um, I was involved in theater and for mostly focusing on lights and sound. And then I, I also liked acting a little bit. So I was involved with mock trial. That's um, great. what else? Um, I also did student council and I was focused more on the activity side. So like planning things such as homecoming prom was like a fun thing and that meant I actually got to go to prom so it just <laughs> helped out so that was fun um and then another big one was Lasallian Youth which is like a little like group of people based on like John St. John the Baptist de LaSalle and huh. it just basically helped to spread the good word of God and like service and community building stuff and so some, you oh, go ahead sorry yeah, sorry no you're good I was just going to say, so your, I mean, your, your activism at Gustavus, it's not new, obviously you were, you no. were a very active, active yep. student, not just in, in terms of academics, but at, mm -hmm. <clears throat> at your high school. Um, did yeah. you, did you, were you, so you were interested in theater. Let, let, let's, um, before we get to your major at Gustavus, how did you wind up at Gustavus? What, what, what made you 
or led you to choose Gustavus or did it yeah. choose you? I don't know. <laughs> um, in a way, yes. In a way, no. Um, yeah. So I originally went to Gustavus thinking I was going to be like a biology and theater. So mm-hmm. I w- that's where I was kind of looking for schools that had like a bio and a theater and like able to complete in four years to do the two different majors. And okay. my mom, like one weekend, was like, it's MEA break, like pick a school within two hours and like, let's go. <laughs> and I found Gustavus and I was like, why not? Looks cool. Like, let's try it. And I did just you, remember. Did you just find it online? I mean, you were looking yeah, online or did you already yeah. know, know about it? I, did you know about I just, it? Like, no, it, like, I didn't know anything about Gustavus. Like mm-hmm. no one in my family were like, okay. Like my cousin goes to Luther, but like she went to Luther and that mm-hmm. was pretty much like the closest thing we knew about it. And that was okay. it. So you wind up going. Yeah. And I just remember walking around campus and it was, it was fall. So it was like really pretty and everyone was saying hi. And like, it was amazing. And I just remember like being on the drive home and being like smiling so big from like ear to (laughs) ear. It was just like, I don't know. You couldn't make it up. I was like, this place has the potential for me to like expand my involvement and like push me outside my comfort zone a little bit. So yeah. That's important. That's really cool. I mean, a real a theme of this podcast. It's amazing how many um, students, when I ask, you know, how did you wind up at Gustavus, will mention the campus visit or the campus tour. Oh, yeah. And I kind of joke if we could just get everyone to do that, we'd have no one else would have any students. But yeah, there is something <laughs> about it, especially in the fall. Yeah. So we're not oh, coming yeah. in like sub zero freezing. Right, even in the summer, it's so pretty. Yeah, it is a pretty campus. Um, I'm, a, I'm a, especially a fall person. I really love the colors and the, and the trees. So, oh, yeah. um, so it sounds like you kind of knew on the on the way back, or by the time you were done with the tour, mm-hmm. did you did you consider other schools too, or was that pretty much it? I did. So uh, senior year, I had a group of friends where like they were great, um, but they kind of just were like, "Oh, Gustavus, like why would you go there?" And so I huh. kind of just like spent my entire time like kind of leaving, like, "Oh, I'm not going to go to Gustavus." Like, that's dumb but then I visited again like right before my senior year and I was like nope this has to be the place like that's great I can't like not fantastic good 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 we're glad you chose Gustavus of course so what about um so you're majoring if I got that right you're majoring in communication studies and nothing else right but you've got these minors so how did you how did you move from bio to comp studies um, so I originally came in being a biology, kind of like more interested in the forensic stuff. Mm-hmm. So more of like the DNA and all that cool jazz. Um, and then I also liked like technical theater. So I wanted to focus on that too. But then by the end of like my, I failed, I failed the bio test and I was like, okay, oh. well, this <laughs> is, this is it. Like, we're not doing <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> So I was kind of just like looking around at my options and they're like, you know what, like you can just go to theater, see how that goes and like try this class. And I was talking to Mark Braun, who suggested that I just take it and see what it's like, because he has a daughter who's a theater major. Yes, yeah. longtime prof in the in the mm-hmm. uh, comp studies department, whose daughter's now she no longer too. Right? She's remember. teaching now too. Yeah, she's teaching. She, in fact, I podcasted with her. Right? She was. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so you were talking to Mark Braun, Professor Braun. Yeah, and he was just like, test it out, see what it's like, see if you like it or not, and then you can like declare it as a minor, or just go full sales ahead. And I just liked it, so I like I originally declared it as a minor. So then I was theater and comm studies minor my sophomore year. But then okay. January, I was like, there's still something not right. And I was almost thinking about switching schools because I was just like, I don't know where I could like 
really be happy. And I was like, I just can't think about moving because I didn't really see myself at any other place. And so I just decided to do like the old minor major switcheroo and <laughs> I'm so glad I did. <laughs> so. And, and comm studies is a great major, great faculty. Oh, they all are, Davis, mm -hmm. but it's a really interesting major. Um, <clears throat> they share our floor in Beck Hall. We've got history yeah. on the third floor and comm studies. Um, and I podcasted with a, with a number of profs in, in that department, too. Um, this is, you know, I mean, what you're describing is what a lot of students go through, not just at uh, mm -hmm. Gustavus, but anywhere where you're kind of, I've, I've just had advisees who, you know, I mean, some of them thinking of switching schools. Fortunately, they most didn't, but kind of okay, unsure. Yeah. And in a way, um, you know, as hard as that is to go through, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I think it's good not to know or think you know this is what mm -hmm. I want to do or this is what I want to be, but to experiment and and see where you land. And obviously, you've landed well. Uh, you're doing well in that major. And then the minors are really cool. Now, tell me about the minors. What the, I, I can understand theater design and tech. My brother is uh, has long worked in film and television oh, in, yeah. in the mm -hmm. light in the lighting side, and his okay. uh, son, my nephew, uh, also does now out in out in Hollywood. Or, you know, wherever the hell they're filming. Yeah. But um, so I get that. What Tell us a little bit about the art administration minor. What, the, what does that involve? Um, uh, yeah. So I was like looking around. I think actually my mom found it and now it's art entrepreneurship. And Dave Stamps was kind of like the head of that. So I like reached out to him and I was like, hey, like, what is this? What can I do with it? Like kind of just like still like beginning my sophomore year of being like, OK, like, let's try this, see what happens. And a lot of the classes for that overlapped with communication studies. So I was like, yeah, why not? So I was like, I could do anything. And like for a while, I was like, oh, I could see myself working at like a theater and like helping run that. And like, sure. Yeah. So like, you can do a lot with it, like surprisingly, that you don't really think of. But. Yeah. And I, I can't, I don't know if that's a newer minor. It might be, but it's a cool, I think it's a neat, neat minor. Um, the um, God knows we need good art, art, art administrators as well. And that's Professor yeah. Stamps. You mentioned Dave Stamps. Yes. He's in mm -hmm. uh, music. Yeah. So um, you're doing the major, you're doing the minors, and you're also doing like all kinds of interesting <laughs> work. And I would imagine time consuming work around yeah. diversity, which all campuses mm -hmm. are concerned about, or DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And are you still on the Diversity Leadership Council? Yes. Yeah, so actually through ARC, um, the adoption recognition community, I am like the Di diversity leadership council, like executive. So I basically okay. just have to go to the meetings for DLC and like help with stuff. And like, we have to do an event with like another DLC org. So okay. we have that. Tell out, us a little yeah. bit about, um, tell us a little bit about the DLC, the diversity leadership council at Gustavus. What does that involve? So what I like to say, it's basically a mini like student senate but less funding and like more overall like diversity with their orgs, like their orgs for multiple people. Like there's a multicultural one and then there's like the PAs, which is like there to help like make it more inclusive. So basically you just have to strive to hit like one of the DEIBs or like diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging to like really be like voted in. Um, okay. But, yeah. And and um, is it are there are there is it student only or I can't remember or faculty only um, also? yeah so we have faculty member Kareem Watts um, oh, and sure. he's kind of yeah. like the head of it 
and mm-hmm. he's just been like overseeing it a lot and like we'll go to him and like I worked a lot with him for the diversity ball this past spring so great and he's in the uh center for inclusive excellence I mm-hmm. think right? he Is works right? a lot yeah. closely with Tom Flunker so yeah, yeah. Um, and you've mentioned you, you've got the lingo, boy, the orgs, organizations, and the PAs, the peer assistance at Gustavus. So, yeah. Um, yeah so what, what, where do you think – let me talk a little bit about – then we can talk about your experiences as a, as a student yeah. of color uh, at Gustavus. So where, where does this commitment to diversity of yours – and not just diversity, equity and inclusion is really just as important, I think um, – come from? Where, 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 what, what, what are the wellsprings of that, do you think? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> I just like started like going and I was like, oh, this is cool. And like, I've like, yes, a majority of the people were white, but like there's a couple of few students where I was like, oh, like I get it. Like I totally understand. And then, um, I don't know, last year I just like me, me and Doug Thompson have just like started having conversations. And then Who's the vice president to, for now, our vice yeah. president for diversity. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, you're good. Um, and we've just been having conversations and he's been doing this thing called inversity. So I've been going to that and I'm like the only student that's been doing that. So oh, wow. it's, it's really been fun because it's fun to talk about these bigger conversations that people don't always talk about. Cause like in my national sorority and Tri Sigma, like we did a day, like kind of like a diversity day, but like, we just talked about what it meant to be diverse and like all like how we can make the sorority more inclusive and just adding all that stuff in to like, cause most of the sororities are very white. So. Yeah. When I think of, well, unless they were, you know, there were of course black sororities. And, yeah. Um, but, but let me, let me pick up on something you said. So, so what is diversity to you? Um, you said you, you, the sor- you were talking about it. Yeah. What is that? That's a word we all use so many times. Right? What do we mean mm-hmm. by it? What do you think it means? I, I like to say that people always forget that diversity is not just race. It's about like where you grew up. It's about how much access did you have. And it's really just about the access that people are able to have and like what they have to carry with them. So like a person from like a small white town who doesn't grow up around a lot of things will be very different than someone who grew up in St. Paul around like a bunch of different races and cultures and having able to like have more money or less money in that type of way. Does that make sense? So, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's about what you're saying is it's about, it's not just about quote unquote race, um, mm-hmm. which we know now doesn't really exist, but color. It's not just about that. It's about um, class, which I think is really yeah. important. And actually, my, my experience, that's for some people that it's harder to talk about, including some people at Gustavus students. This is just my own experience as a prof. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes harder for people to talk about class than it is to talk about quote unquote race. But yeah, I, I hear you. Um Depending on your class background, you have more whatever we want to say, social or cultural capital. Um, I think geography, as you mentioned, is yep. also mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Um, I think the you know some people would argue that if we start saying diversity includes everybody, you know, I'm part of diversity because I come from, from Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. or you come from St. Paul, then the word starts to lose some of its meaning. Um, yeah. But you know that's that's debatable. It's under you know something we could talk about if, if, if we want but you're just you're super committed to it i admire that and it's it's incredibly important and gustavus like lots of institutions was doing this long before uh the murder of george floyd here in minneapolis yeah. by, by minneapolis police but that certainly intensified 
these efforts. Um, tell us a little bit more about um, the adoption uh, recognition community organization that you're involved. Yeah. That's really neat. I did not, I in fact did not know about that until I started uh, looking into you for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think Tia LaRue is one of the, yep. she's yeah. still, yeah. And I, Tia was in uh, one of my classes and it was it maybe her uncle, Greg, I had a long time. I can't remember if he's her uncle. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, I know Tia. So tell us a little bit yeah. about that organization, which, which again yeah. was formed two years ago. Go ahead. Yes. So it actually kind of started without me. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Someone told me about it and they're like, oh, you should join this because like you're adopted. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, it kind of was just like a big group therapy because it kind of helped me. There's this term like called coming out of the fog for adoptees. Huh. And it's okay. kind of just understanding that like your adoption is traumatic and here's why and here's how we can help you. So with a lot of adoptees, like it's very like when you grow up and especially a lot of them with like white families um, or like transracial adoptees, it's kind of just like you grew up thinking this way. But then once you get to like high school or college, you start feeling differently about certain things. Sure. And then you kind of just like make sense of it all. And it was so much better to make sense of it with other people who understood it. And sure, who've been through it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. And I always like joke with my friends now that it's like, I'm a banana. Cause like I am color on the outside, but white on the inside. And a lot of them get it and they laugh and we just make jokes about it like all the time. So it's been really nice. So is it, um, and I don't, I mean, I think first of all, again, I, I didn't know about, it. I think it's really neat idea and neat organization, but how many, do you have any idea how many adoptees that there are on among Gustavus students? I mean, is it dozens, hundreds? I don't know. Honestly, not a lot of people are a part of our org. We maybe like get like roughly a little bit over six, like during every meeting for the most part. Okay. But yeah. like, cause we're there to just like bridge the gap between adoptees and non-adoptees. So like, if you have mm -hmm. an adopted friend, like maybe you want to go and learn about like how to talk to them about the certain thing or a certain like issue that came up and like, they're just feeling a little bit more shut down than they normally are. It's just like, it's just a way to like understand a little bit more. And to learn, because like all adoptees just want to share their story. So, yeah, it was, yeah. And, and to learn. I like that, given the podcast's mm -hmm. title um, and <laughs> that the organization is at a, at a college. But you know what I, I mean? The other thing is, of course, not not all adoptees are um, adoptees of color, race and white mm -hmm. families. That's that's a you know, that's a, an experience that you've had. And is, is it, is that the case with most of those who come to the meetings? Are you all adoptees of color? Or? Yeah. So Ani Bailey and Tia, like they created ARC or ARC and yeah. Ani is white passing. And I think she's adopted from, shoot, I don't want to mess it up, but she's adopted and she's white passing and she's an international adoptee. And it was just interesting to see from like her perspective, because many of us in ARC are POC. So it was just like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and we were just trying to like understand the differences and be like, okay, yeah. And like, it, they feel the same thing that we feel like, even though like you are white passing, like sometimes you don't always fit in with your family or right. you don't like teachers don't professors don't understand like where you're coming from certain times and, all that other stuff that like no one really thinks about. So, yeah, I want to get into that. Um, <clears throat> let, let's let's back up though before we talk about your experience at Gustavus in that regard. What about so you mentioned um, you're, you're growing up in, in a, you know in a white family, mm -hmm. um, and then at some point 
I think you said, is it high school? You realize, I mean, things sort of change. What do you mean? Is it how people treat you or just your own consciousness or both? Um, I think it was like in middle school. I kind of just like, like I knew I was different, but I like, I never really understood it. And my mom had taken me to like camps to like experience my Indian culture and Mm. like eat Indian food or like watch movies. And then we had a couple of adopted friends that were also from India. So like we would interact with them every so often, but it was just like, okay, like something's different, but I can't put my finger on it yet. So then it was kind of just like a struggle. And a lot of people who knew me like growing up, they knew that I had a white mom and they like, they knew I was adopted, but no one asked questions about it. And that didn't really like make me think about it at all. So it wasn't really until like high school and college that I really truly started coming out of the fog and kind of just understanding what that all was and that like this is a big thing that happened and like all these kids should go in therapy if they're adopted and like (laughs) therapy's good (laughs) like it's just crazy yeah I think I mean I never I I mean I guess I haven't thought that much about I think you said earlier adoption is traumatic um Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you mean traumatic in the sense, can, can you, can you elaborate, elaborate on that a bit? I mean, I guess you don't know it. Yeah. You, you're, you're not saying at age three, this is traumatic. Yeah. I, I don't no. know. Maybe you I are, mean, I don't know, but, but go ahead. Right. When like the adoptee is born, like anytime, like, so I don't know. So when a baby's born, they spend like nine months with the mother. Right. Right. And once they're born, <clears throat> often they just get handed off to another person. Or like yeah. a couple of days later and like the adoptee remembers that it's called the primal wound. So it's basically like that, like cutting of like the string between the birth mom and the adoptee. And mm. it's just like really interesting because it's like the whole abandonment issues with adoption and it, like just talking with a lot of people from ARC. It was just like one day we talked about attachment styles and like love languages. And it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And it's just like, the very little things that can get tied back to the fact that it's because you were adopted or like, and there have been studies on like adoption itself too. So it's just like, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Now do you, um, you, you made that comment about it, but I think you said banana color on the outside and white inside. Um, how do you, how do you, and by, and this reminds me, I think I read you say when you meet people, I don't know if it's true or if you were kidding. Hi, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Kate Dario and I'm adopted or something like that. But, but yeah. what, what, how do you identify yourself? I mean, not you're, you're an adoptee, but would you say, like, I sometimes call myself Greek American, you know, but only yeah. on my dad's side. It's like, I don't have a mother when I say that. It's funny. But what, what would you say? What do you say? How do you identify yourself? That is so funny because I just had a conversation with Doug about this today and I was like, oh, I don't really, really know. Oh. Like at this point, uh, it's just like, that's okay. I'm, I'm this, but I'm also this. So I could call myself like Asian American, but then like I could be like adopted an Asian American. So I don't know. Like whenever like the forms are like going, I always just say like Asian or like Asian American, but yeah. Right, which people forget that India, yeah, you can be in, you, yeah. you, can, you can be in uh, Indian and Asian. Um I'm thinking here, I'm trying to think about when my I guess my 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 sense of myself as Greek comes from my well it comes from my dad definitely, but also because my dad <laughs> um he spoke Greek, you know, not we didn't. We didn't my brother and I did not. We didn't go to Greek school the way some of our cousins oh, yeah. did. Um but my dad, you know, we've certainly oriented toward 
Greek American things culturally, yeah. you know, food mm -hmm. in, in particular. Is that true of you regarding, it sounds like your mom made an effort to orient you toward Indian food. Yeah, definitely. Food. Um, is that something that stayed with you or, or, or not? It kind of, I kind of pushed away from it, like when uh -huh. I got to like third or fourth grade. And I was just like, okay. nope, I'm good. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm white through and through. Um, <laughs> but like once I got to like middle school and like high school, I started finding like comfort in Bollywood movies. And mm. Om Shanti Om was like one of my like go to, like if something happened, huh. I just watched this one or like, huh. so yeah. That's interesting. God, that's a whole other topic, Bollywood. Um, so, yeah, it's it's in as what, what you're also what we're talking about really is how you know. I mean, identities, identities. I'm using the it's plural weird. deliberately. Are so yeah. uh, it's weird and they're fluid, right? I mean, there's mm -hmm. in some ways as fluid as we want them to be. Although we have other people trying to pigeonhole us or put us into mm -hmm. categories. Um, so, as I said, I don't always identify as. Greek American, um, uh, and even you know to say like, white, right? I remember coming to Gustavus, mm -hmm. and so I think it was a student said to me, um, you know, "You're so, you're so white. Where do you come from?" Or something. <laughs> no, you're so dark. I'm sorry. You're so dark. Where <laughs> that's what she said because uh, I had a beard. I'm sorry. You're so dark, and I thought, well, you know, I come from Chicago. Where do you come from? Anyway, these are these are constructed yeah. um, in ways, um, and I think fluid. In any case. Your background is really interesting. I don't know. Are there other Indian um, other uh, Indian students at Gustavus? I actually have no idea. I'm not sure if they're Indian, but there are some like Nepali and Pakistani kids. Right. I know. I know. Uh, I know about some Pakistani students. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go to India one day. I've never been there, and I don't know. Gustavus used to have a uh, study abroad program based oh, there. I'm not yeah. sure we still do, but in any case, um, I know lots of students in the past have have studied in India. So. Mm -hmm. Um, what is it like to be at Gustavus as a, as a as a student of color or as a banana, if you like to use? <laughs> what is it's, it? Just and and, I, and let's stipulate you're not you're not generalizing for no, or, you know you're not right. you're not speaking for all students of color. I mean, everyone has different experiences. Yeah. But what what has it been like for you? Has it been um, what have been the challenges, if there are any, or if there have been mm -hmm. any? Um, go ahead. It's been something. I mean, like, obviously, I can't speak for everyone. And I can only speak for like, transracial adoptees more on campus and stuff. But I mean, there's this thing called code switching, which if you look at that from a communication yes. lenses, like it's yes. like switching between one of our languages. But when you add in racial code switching, it's like changing the care characteristics to fit into a group. And you often mirror like the audience that you're facing. So then you'll be more understood and your ideas will be accepted and you kind of just behave how that group wants you to behave. And so very often I find myself behaving in a way that is more like white oriented around the people I'm around and not like so much as like me, me. And, like, obviously I don't know who I am truly, but yeah. kind of just being around people, like white people, like all the time, it can be really exhausting, especially like in a working force or just like, I don't know, like, yeah. What what makes it, and I'm familiar with code switching. In fact, there's a, yeah. uh, an NPR national public radio show uh, mm -hmm. yeah, about that. that. I listen to occasionally. Yeah. What, um, what's exhausting about it? I mean, just spell that out for us if you can. Yeah. So um, it's basically like putting on a mask and like going about your day and like performing in a way that you don't normally perform, but you don't really truly know who you are in a way. 
So basically, yeah. like as a like as a gay person, or not me, sorry, as people who identify as LGBTQ plus, they can easily hide some of their parts to themselves. But as a person of color, it's a little bit harder to like hide who I am to be accepted. And people just have to accept the fact that I am a person of color. And yeah, if that makes sense. Right. And it gets, I mean, it gets kind of complicated. I'm trying to mm-hmm. put together some of what you said. If you, um, I mean, at some point you were, I don't know if you, you, you think of yourself as white in some ways, and yet you're yeah. also mm-hmm. presenting as a person of color yeah. and performing whiteness, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> um, on a mostly all white campus and a mostly yeah. all white state and a mostly all white, uh, you know, et cetera, town, mm-hmm. St. Peter. Um, yeah, I can understand, uh, why, why that could, why that could be exhausting. Have you, have you encountered, um, racism? Is that something you've encountered on campus or in town or yeah. in St. Paul? Or? Yeah. Um, I won't get too much into it. Um, but yeah, there have been a couple of occasions where it's like more of that, like microaggression, like covert racism. So they didn't really know that they were doing it, but then they were trying to put the blame on me. And I'm like, no, that's not how you do things. And like working with Doug has been great because then you learn a little bit more about this. And in November, I went through this racial justice facilitating through the YWCA. And that was really cool because I got to learn some more things about it. And Korean was that up in St. Paul? No, they actually, it was on Zoom. Um, oh, okay. So it was very easy. Okay. It was like me and a bunch Great. of faculty members, faculty and staff. Great. So, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and so Doug, recent, Doug has been really helpful, it sounds like. Yeah, Doug has been great. Hanging out in the CIE has been great because there's just there's students of like everyone there. So it's been really nice to just like be able to get to hang out with like just people of color for like an hour or something. And, like, yeah, center, kind of, center like, of inclusive excellence. So I don't have to like code switch like all the time. Yeah. And Doug, Doug himself is, um, black and, and, mm-hmm. um, uh, God knows, you know, I'm sure he's in Tom Flunker as well. Um, yeah. been, been through some of this. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, Gustavus, you know, look, most, <laughs> most small liberal <laughs> yeah. arts colleges, right. Just they're, they're mostly white. I mean, some have more diversity and you know, we talk about the percentage of this percentage of that, but, mm-hmm. um, that's a reality. And I, it's been interesting to me to talk to students of color, including black alums from decades mm-hmm. ago about their experiences and, you know, both the, both the positive and the uh, negative. Um, but it's, you know, we have a ways to go And this. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, <laughs> what do you think, what do you think Gustavus could or should do? If, I mean, if you were in charge, if you were in charge of oh, no. <laughs> diversity, equity, and inclusion at Gustavus, right? You're now the VP. You're now oh, Doug no. Thompson. <laughs> um, but, but I'm kind of, you know, if it's, it's, inter- I think it's always interesting to get the students perspective mm-hmm. on this. Um, I mean, whatever I'm talking about, not just the administration's yeah. perspective, but what, what do you, what would you advise? Or counsel um, the college to sure. do. I mean, I think going to the university sessions have been really helpful because it's like you get to see where other people's heads are at and how like different areas, like people come from all over to like go to Gustavus and like work at Gustavus. Right. And there's people right. like from all walks of life. And it's just like, okay, you never really knew that or understood where they're coming from. But, and which also reminds me to the fact that Kareem and Doug brought in someone from the U of M. Um, and they talked about racism in the classroom and 
it was like understanding that every kid who walks into your classroom has stuff going on that you do not know. But especially right. for students who are under underrepresented and don't like they don't get to have like an outlet to talk like a normal student right? is that they may have more than, you know, like they might have just walked in after they're like they just got like some racism slapped in their face or something and like right. a microaggression. So it's just like there's a lot more that goes on underneath, especially for yes. underrepresented people of color. And yes, just, that, just being able that to talk about sense. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, <clears throat> it's one thing. I, <clears throat> excuse me. It's one thing I've had to learn as a professor over the years as a teacher is um, you you don't know. I mean, it's a weird thing, right? Also, the students mm -hmm. don't necessarily know what's they don't know what's going on with the professor, or the teacher, yeah, right? Definitely not. What might be going on in the teacher's life at that point or that moment or what just happened? Yeah, it's a strange. It's odd that way. We come together in the classroom um, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's you know it's you you we can't just immediately leave all that stuff behind it's got to be there in some way affecting us anyway tell us a little yeah. bit more about inversity i, I that, that that program what that involves yeah. um so inversity is a program which i think doug just found online and it's karen Jeff, jeffrens brown i think and um i will look at that um okay. but she basically just tries to like um talk about like things that we have in common and like that we shouldn't really just be like highlighting on the things that like they said this or this is what happened we should be like looking at the stuff that we have in common and like how we can build together and I think one of the topics was talking about how like our values and like your intention and like interpretation are two different things so like you may like get something from someone else, but they totally meant it in a different way. But the way that you interpret it was just like harmful and like they're out to get you or all this like other stuff. But really it was just like you took it the wrong way and like the intention was in a good place. And it was just like being able to have those conversations to talk about these different things that happen is, is good because it just allows like faculty members because it's mostly just faculty and staff right now. But like if we did it for our students, it would honestly just show that there's more value within each other because yeah. students are busy. Like, yeah, we are very self-centered and like we don't always think about what's happening in someone else's day. But so it's just like it's a way to like remind people that we are human. So. Yeah, it's um, and I, I, I would be nice to get more, many more students. It sounds like you're the only student. Is that what you said? Who's done? <laughs> I like one faculty. of the only ones. Yeah, one of the few. Um, but I think um, I mean one of the things I think that um, this is hard, right? It's doable. I think mm -hmm. you know a place like Gustavus, which is uh, has this history of um, you know affiliation with it's not a church college, but it's, you know it's related to the evangelical. Uh, Lutheran Church, right? Mainline, main, mainline, mainstream Lutheranism in the United States or in the world, I guess. It has that. It has the Swedish heritage, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, it's also, um, you know, trying to exist as a modern institution. And this isn't just Gustavus; this is true of so many schools. Um, you know, and 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 how do you how do, how does an institution? hang on to its heritage, um, the good parts of the heritage anyway, the positive <laughs> parts, um, whatever that heritage may be, and yet also be inclusive, right, of other yeah. people who stand mm -hmm. outside of that 
heritage. And I, you know, I, I, I think it's doable. I don't have an easy answer, but there's a, there's a tension there. I think one thing that I liked about what you just said in adversity is just the recognition that for people who think, oh, Gustavus, that's most, that's all white kids, you know, Lutheran. Mm-hmm. That's just not true, right? I mean, there's no. a, it's far from it. I mean, it's, you know, we, we have a ways to go. There's first generation students. There's people who can barely afford Gustavus over there. There's people who can afford much better, but still attend. Um, there's just everyone, like, it's different and it's weird and it's interesting. Right. I mean, I remember, as I mentioned earlier, learning about the high percentage, I don't know if it's half or, you know, high percentage of Catholic students on, mm-hmm. on campus or against students who are at least raised in Catholic households. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I mean, there's, there's the place that, especially maybe among you know, older alums, not just current students, but, you know, there's a, there's a Gustavus of memory, right? And yeah, then there's definitely. the Gustavus of reality. And, and mm-hmm. um, we need to, we need to make sure that people aren't sort of, you know, thinking about the college only in terms of what it once was or what they yeah. thought it once was or think it once was. Anyway, these are huge issues for any institution um, mm-hmm. and, and they're kind of issues I think that are always in in process. Um, let's talk a little bit in the, in the time remaining. Let's talk about your, um, and thanks for sharing all of that. Let's talk about yeah. your major in comp studies. Do you have a particular focus now in, in that major? Uh, I don't know. Just, just, Flowing and grooving and taking my way, see what it takes me. I do kind of like the planning thing. So like with the compassion initiative that I do, um, that I kind of just started, I guess. Um, It's just a good way to spread kindness to people around and just say hi to people and like give compliments, which is like kind of what we've lacked in the past like three years since I've been here. Especially during during COVID, as you say. Yeah, it was like a big thing. So my like mission statement was striving to create a place of belonging and rebuilding community and foster social and emotional wellness for like everyone because we That's are here for everyone and yeah. one small action a day um, can change it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to come back to compassion in, in, in a second. <laughs> um, you're definitely an organizer. I, I, mean, I don't, I, again, I haven't met you in person, oh, but yeah. just reading about you and all that you've done, you're an organizer for sure and obviously very good at that. Um, yeah. The compassion initiative, I think, is really neat. It just, it just started this last fall, right? Is that right? Yeah. So I did my first town hall um, with it, and we had a really good turnout about like, I don't know. We we featured on the Gustavus Instagram, so I was gonna say, "Yay, go us!" That's great. Yeah, and yeah. was it part of a national? Is is there is there a national compassion initiative, or is it just just I local? I think so, because when I was looking at it, like I was just looking at things that we could do, like just to make the world like a better place. And it was originally for my sorority and stuff, but okay. I just kind of took it in like a different way. And I'm like, this would be so much better if we sent it to like the whole school. And yeah. coming up this next semester, we'll be doing like a compassion week. So we'll have some like boards up with like questions and we'll have like a bingo card for people to fill out. It's w- welcome to all, but only students <laughs> can win prizes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it should be really fun. And I hope people take it to like show some compassion, just like be nicer and have Gustavus be what it once was for people. Yeah, it'd be pre-COVID. I mean, where you, yeah, you could, with the mask, you can't see what, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard. It's true. Um, that's why actually what I, I, I 
preferred teaching uh, online where I could see people's faces rather than in the classroom with masks. I did that one semester, which was, you know, in a way good. I was back in person, but we all had masks on. And it's funny to run into students now without their masks. I I don't, oh, that's you. Oh my gosh. You know, but I think, yeah, exactly. (laughs) The point about compassion, I mean, I can, I know some people would think, oh, it's what a, you know, soppies, whatever. No, (laughs) it's super important. And, um, it's super important now, whereas some people have said, some uh, writers and observers about our current political moment, mm-hmm. um, where cruelty seems to be the point, right? Where the where where people, I mean, people in elected office too, right? Um, you know, cruel legislation, you know, punishing people, making it. I don't. The the cruelty is is around us in ways I don't remember it being around us when I was growing up. Um, so I think compassion is incredibly important now um, for people to think about what that means. And by the way, what does it mean to you beyond smiling? What? How would you define compassion? Um, wow, really putting me on the spot there for that one. <laughs> um, it's honestly just like <laughs> seeing other people and acknowledging their feelings and just being there for them in a way because it's like school college is like the point where you're supposed to like learn how to be yourself and like who you truly are and I think being compassionate or having compassion just gives people a grace to like understand that like yes they're coming from this so that's okay if they don't turn in the assignment like right on time or if they can't get to class right on time like that's okay like we're here and like, if you always show up to class and you're just a few minutes late every day, like there's gotta be a reason and like take time. And I know people are busy, but take time to just like, be like, Hey, thank you. And honestly, it's just like the really, like really small things in life that can go a great way for others. Yeah. Well, I'm all about thank you and you're welcome. And please students who've had my class, no, no, <laughs> just in terms of being civil and polite. Oh yeah. It's um, just basic yeah. human right, basically. Yeah, but. exactly. But, um, you know, I think you, you, you offered a good definition of compassion, which is, you know, you know, com- and I think I even read one by you somewhere, uh, in preparing oh, for this sure. podcast, but basically recognizing the, you know, the humanity of people and, and caring, mm-hmm. um, but again, we li- it just seems like we live in a time, I'm generalizing here, we live at a moment where for so many people, it's like, pardon me, F you, you know, if you get in my way <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever. And I'm not saying on campus, I'm just in general, you know, out in the world. Um, and that's not good. I mean, that's not good mm-hmm. for democracy. That's not good for any kind of, you know, uh, society that wants to be be caring yeah. and, um, and I think moral. Um, in any case, but I, I like that initiative. I'm proud of you for doing it and look oh, forward to you. seeing more more of it in the spring. Yeah. Um, so as we wind down here, I'd like to ask, um, I always like to ask everybody, faculty, but especially students, what's your what, what's your pitch for Gustavus? I mean, if you were going to be, you're, well, you're coming to this admission <laughs> event on Sunday, this Sunday, both of yes, us, January exactly. 22nd. So we need to have our pitch ready. What are you going to say to people if they say, you know, well, you know, I'm admitted, but I'm not sure. What's your pitch? Yeah. Um, I would say you kind of just get out of it what you put in. So like if you only put in so much effort, you're going to get like that much out. But also Gustavus has given me the opportunity to be involved 
through many different departments on campus and to explore and strengthen my interests and passions while getting connected, while getting to make connections with the Gustavus community. So. Yeah, I, I would second all of that. Um, it's really amazing how many, I mean, this is true at any good liberal arts college, but really how many opportunities there are to- Oh yeah, so um, many. To, to connect with people. That's been another theme of the podcast among students, especially. Um, connect with people and explore. Um, so, gee, I think I'm going to be this. No, it's just, you know, but in four years, it turns out I majored in this. Yeah. And even though I majored in this, I'm now working in that, you know, I mean, just, mm -hmm. um, but having the ability, having the resilience to use that overused word and resilience, the skills to, to function in this um, amazing and, and, and challenging world of ours. But um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you in person there on, on Sunday. Um, yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you, we have a couple minutes left about your travel. You mentioned having gone to New York and I know it sounds like travel yes. is one of your hobbies. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you studied, have you had a chance to study abroad? Is that something you're yeah, thinking about doing? So I actually just did a study abroad in London and Paris, but because oh, of COVID wow. we couldn't go during the January term. So we pushed it back to May to June and we left like the day after graduation. Oh my so gosh. there's a couple seniors that were like very stressed out until I got onto the plane. But it was it was a blast, and it was an experience that I was so happy to do. And I suggest oh, that's it for fantastic. anyone. Two great yeah. cities that I've been to, London especially. Mm -hmm. But um, I've only been to Paris once. What tell tell? So was this uh, Gustavus faculty led, or yep. how did it mm -hmm. work? So Nissa Palmer Two. took Nissa Palmer. Um, she took a bunch of us out to London, Paris, to talk about like the 1920s. Um, okay. And, and what department each, is she in? What 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 does she's she teach? In English. Right. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so it was like trans postmodernistic, like something. I even forgot the title. But, <laughs> um, but it was honestly a really cool experience because we each got to be a certain person. So I was F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh. And oh we went to a jazz club and we had a good time. And like my wife was there and like Zelda. So that was fun. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, that's so. neat. Yeah. Um, so you were in London and then, um, did you, were you staying in like, like hotels or where were you staying? So for London, we were more staying at like a dormitory and okay. it was very interesting. Um, it was in Kentish town. Um, so a great place. Okay. I've never been to Kentish. It's like right next to Camden market. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, there, and then in, in Paris, market. it was a hotel and our window was like directly looking into a mall that you could open. So that was so much fun. <laughs> wow. Oh, they're uh, just great cities. I think, um, mm -hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that because, um, you'd said travel is one of your, one of your hobbies or interests and just because study oh, yeah. abroad at Gustavus is really, it's, it's important, I think, it. to one's education, but also, um, Gustavus does a really, really something you and I can sell, right? We talk about that mm -hmm. on Sunday. Really, really does a good job of um, not only encouraging, but helping students to study abroad. I don't know the exact percentage, but a lot of our students study study away. Yeah, that's cool. Good for you. I didn't know that about yeah. London. Yeah, you'll go back one day, I'm sure. Hopefully, um, I'd love to go whether back. it's in college or out of college. Hopefully. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will, no doubt. Um, so this has been really interesting and fun, and I look forward yeah. to seeing you on Sunday. Um, and now I want to go with you to uh, both an Italian restaurant and an Indian restaurant. I'd love Ooh, to I'm down for both. Let me know when okay. and where. We'll, we'll, we'll do that at some point. Um, <laughs> but, Kate, take good care, all right? I'll Thank see you in so a few much. days. Thank you yeah. so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. You too. Thanks. 
Learning for Life at Gustavus is produced by J.J. Aiken and Matthew Dobosensky of the Gustavus Office of Marketing. Gustavus graduate Will Clark, class of 20, who also provides technical expertise to the podcast, and me. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Gustavus Adolphus College.